Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Emmanuel podcast. We are on day 21 of our daily Proverbs podcast. Uh, I'm Amy, and I'm here with Karen today. Uh, we are going to be doing a little talking about nagging wives, so that should be entertaining. Um, Karen, you want to go ahead and read the verse for us? Sure. So we've got today Proverbs 21. And the Lord's hand, the king's heart, is a stream of water that he channels toward all who please him. A person may think their own ways are right, but the Lord weighs the heart. To do what is right and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Haughty eyes and a proud heart, the unplowed fields of the wicked produce sin. The plans of the diligent lead to profit, as surely as haste leads to poverty. A fortune made by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor and a deadly snare. The violence of the wicked will drag them away, for they refuse to do what is right. The way of the guilty is devious, but the conduct of the innocent is upright. Better to live on a corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. The wicked crave evil. Their neighbors get no mercy from them. When a mocker is punished, the simple gain wisdom. By paying attention to the wise, they get knowledge. The righteous one takes note of the house of the wicked. Sorry, hold on. I've scrolled too fast. The righteous one takes note of the house of the wicked and brings the wicked to ruin. Whoever shuts their ears to the cry of the poor will also cry out and not be answered. A gift given in secret soothes anger, and a bribe concealed in the cloak pacifies great wrath. When justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous, but terror to evildoers. Whoever strays from the path of prudence comes to rest in the company of the dead. Whoever loves pleasure will become poor. Whoever loves wine and olive oil will never be rich. The wicked become a ransom for the righteous and the unfaithful for the upright. Better to live in the desert than with a quarrelsome and nagging wife. Did I go too far? Nope, you're doing good. Oh, good. Okay. It just says that. That's really important, guys. <laughs> the, wise, the wise store of choice food and olive oil, but fools gulp theirs down. Whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. One who is wise can go up against the city of the mighty and pull down the stronghold in which they trust. Those who guard their mouths and their tongue keep themselves from calamity. The proud and arrogant person, mocker is his name, behaves with insolent fury. The craving of a sluggard will be the death of him because his hands refuse to work. All day long he craves for more, but the righteous give without sparing. The sacrifice of the wicked is detestable. How much more so when brought with evil intent? A false witness will perish, but a careful listener will testify successfully. The wicked put up a bold front, but the upright give thought to their ways. There is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. There's a lot of really good imagery in this one. There is. This is a great proverb. Uh, we ladies decided we had to take over this one because uh, the guys really like to quote a couple of these verses, and, and so we want to make sure that they're given. I don't want to be used as an example. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
Uh, so let's go ahead and jump on those and, and see what we have to say. Verse 9 says, Better to live on the corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. And if you jump down a little further... If you couldn't tell, I was shocked it was repeated. Uh, yeah, yeah. Verse 19 <laughs> is better to live in the desert than with a quarrelsome and nagging wife. Um, and so, you know, it says wife. It's mostly talking to the guys because they could read. But I think that um, having a quarrelsome home in general is more the tone of what's going on here. What do you think, Karen? I think so. I think a quarrelsome home can be really stressful. I know um, that when somebody in our home, no matter if it's me or my husband or somebody else, like yeah. it could be one of the kids. Well, when I say kids, you guys know I have adults. I call them adults, my adult children that live at home. When they're quarrelsome, um, it's just stressful in the home. It just makes everybody miserable. Um, and so, you, it, and it can last for weeks. Like if that person's just having a bad time at work or yeah. whatever it can just make it miserable at home um so amy and i were discussing that you know through various therapy sessions that people in our lives have had that we've heard of the uh self-assessment like what do you need to help yourself yeah <laughs> like get yourself together and so amy had heard of you said halt halt yeah they say think about halt it's h-a-l-t and you can ask yourself or if you feel comfortable with the person that is having a rough time, ask them, are you hungry? Are you angry, lonely, or tired? Because if we deal with those kind of base needs in our lives, then a lot of the other troubles that come along with them can uh, feel not quite so uh, intense. And so, um, you know, I think that especially whenever we recognize that we're in a bad mood, that's, that's one of the first places that we should go. I know that I am foremost in getting hangry and so david like if i'm in a bad mood david starts just shoving food at me like please eat something so that you're in a better mood and that usually helps uh and so for different people it can be different things a lot of times lonely is not on my list i have plenty of people around and it's usually quite the opposite um but definitely thinking through those things and just uh trying to deal with your your emotional needs can can help in those situations yeah. So I know Dwayne recently, work was just super stressful. And when I pointed out that he'd been really irritable and grumpy, he was like, I don't think I've been. And then later on that night, he was like, well, now that I think about it, work's been super stressful. And he started talking about what was going on at work. And then suddenly things were more peaceful at home. And he was like, I don't think I realized how much work was weighing on me. And he was like ready to tell work that whatever project they were working on, he was like done. Mm. <laughs> um, but because he realized how much it was packed impacting his home life. So that angry part came yeah. in, mm -hmm. um, but he didn't realize it. He just didn't even know what was going on. And I'm like, you know, dude, you're like angry all the time. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like why? So, but it can be anybody, but you know, if you, sometimes you can, Many times you can work it out rather yeah. than, again, reacting to them. Mm -hmm. Like, how can I help you? What's going on? Do you need a nap? Go take a nap. Yeah. I got the kids. Go uh -huh. take a nap. Right. Um, but also, you sometimes you need to be able to read yourself a little bit. Yeah. Like, what do I need right now? And communicate to people. This mm -hmm. is what I need. Can you help me so that I can go take a nap? So I can get a break from the kids or whatever so that I can come back and be present and be pleasant yeah. and not quarrelsome so my husband doesn't mm. go sleep on the corner of the house tonight <laughs> even though sometimes that may be what you want at yeah, that point in time yeah, but, it's you true. Know. Uh -huh. um, 
but that one, and then I was telling Amy that the very first verse in the, in the Lord's hand, the King's heart is a stream of water that he channels toward all who please him. I just love the imagery of that, that, um, you know, God, he created the world. He created the earth for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but those same hands that created the earth, he's also creating a way toward us. Yeah. And just that imagery to me is so powerful. And I just love that, that God loves us so much that he is just finding a way to us. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Such a, that's beautiful imagery. I really love it. Uh, A theme throughout these, and we've talked before about them being kind of disjointed and all over the place. But uh, one of the themes that I noticed throughout this one was talking about, um, your use of your resources. And so it talks about whoever loves pleasure will become poor. Whoever loves wine and olive oil will never be rich. And I think that we have so much great wealth in our nation. Um, but we tend to be kind of gluttonous and keep things for ourselves and overindulge on things that we don't necessarily need where, uh, I think that the the proverbist, I suppose it's Solomon, um, is kind of telling us, like, use your resources for the things that you need and then give to those who don't have. He goes on uh, lower to say, uh, now I'm not going to be able to find it. Um, the craving of the sluggard will be the death of him because his hands refuse to work all day long. He craves for more, but the righteous give without sparing. And so... Um, I think about like people who have won the lottery and how often you hear about them going bankrupt because they just buy and spend and indulge instead of using their resources wisely in ways that could, you know, benefit their children and their community. And so I think that being wise with our resources is uh, a theme throughout all of the Proverbs, but this one I noticed in particular. And I think when you think of those things and you're, what are you buying those things for? Yeah. It's like, why, why are you spending all that money? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go back to, so 30 and 31, no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against, can succeed against the Lord. At the end of all of that, God has a plan for us. Yeah. And so you can spend like, what are you preparing for? Are mm-hmm. you spending all your money on yeah. like a doomsday bunker? I don't know. <laughs> right. Cause at the end of the day, God's plan is going to defeat yeah. whatever, like if his plan is that bunker is going to be crushed, mm-hmm. it's going to be crushed. Cause that's what God's plan was. Yep. God is going to succeed in whatever his plan is. So God wants you to use the money the way he had, had planned. Yeah. And so he's going to tell you what to do with that money. And you need to listen to him mm-hmm. um, because he has a plan. Yeah. And, and he, I mean, he was able to defeat death. So if right. he can defeat death, then... I think he's got it under control. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you you should be listening. So, um, yeah. but, but at the same time, verse thirty one says the horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. I think that we should prepare ourselves and make sure that we are doing what we can to, um, you know, provide for ourselves and prepare for the future. But at the same time, have that trust that the Lord has everything under control uh, if we trust in him. Right. doesn't mean just go spend willy-nilly. Right. It means that you need to be tithing, that you need to be wise Mm -hmm. in your spending, um, and that you need to be preparing your hearts, preparing your children, 
And when you invest in your children, you're not just investing in your children, you're investing in your grandchildren and future generations that you're never going to meet. Yeah. Um, by preparing their heart, your children's hearts, you're, you're just in investing in a future that you're never, ever going to be aware of that God is. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's going to have the victory. He's going to be there. And that's what you're investing in. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, I think that's just beautiful, beautiful imagery. Because when I think of the horse getting ready for battle, mm. even that's like beautiful. Like the river earlier. Yeah. And then this just magnificent horse. Uh -huh. It's like God is going to be victorious. Like, I don't know. I just think of all the paintings that I would see. Yeah. Like Beth does beautiful paintings. Mm -hmm. So I just think of all these beautiful paintings and this magnificent horse. Yep. And how beautiful it is preparing for battle. And then mm -hmm. God comes in and he's like... I don't know. I think of God with armor on. I don't know why. And his sword. His yeah. Well, it's battle um, time, right? <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, it, and he's the one who's going to have the ultimate victory in all of this. So. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. This one's pretty cool. Yeah. This is a great proverb. I but liked yeah, it very much. Dwayne's favorite is the. The nagging wife. Yeah. yeah living, I, I think that's, that might be the most quoted <laughs> verse in our whole house. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so uh, I hope that all of you got some good thoughts from this. And uh, if one of the other Proverbs stands out to you, then just take the day to think about it and think through it and uh, chew on it a little bit and see what the Lord may be saying to you through these verses. Uh, and then I'll hope, I hope that you will join us again tomorrow.